What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. I hope you all are enjoying MLB The Show 23 as much as I am. It has been an incredible first couple weeks of the game. Am I shocked? Yeah, mostly. Am I happy and okay with it? Of course I am. We finally, for the first time in years, got an enjoyable MLB The Show title. Today we're going to talk about one of the lone things that needs work. Pitching's tough. Pitching's bad. Pitching might be harder than hitting was in 22. That is where pitching's at right now. We haven't gotten any pitching updates yet. They did do a little update to the bug where the ball just like sails like a wiffle ball up, up, and away like Superman. Um, that was a minor concern. We knew that would be fixed right away. This, this, this larger conversation is a bigger concern. I don't know if they want the game like this. If they made a mistake and they have to tune something, we're going to talk about it. But thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for being back for another week. I hope you guys have been enjoying the content on the YouTube channel. We've been killing it with Whiteboard Wednesday, how to pitch with tutorials on, on Thursdays. Uh, if you're new here, thank you for being here. Make sure you like and subscribe. At any point during the episode, comment down below your thoughts on the nonsense I'm spewing. The, the, the point of these podcast episodes, for the YouTube listeners specifically, is to have conversations, ongoing conversations. You never know when one of your talking points might influence an upcoming episode. And there are people who could vouch for that happening. So, at any point, please feel free to comment down below during this conversation. We're going to have a productive talk. But first, I want to give you guys a little bit of update on where I am in 23. I completed the Live Series collection. It took me basically two weeks. A couple caveats. I got lucky on two pulls. I pulled Live Series Paul Goldschmidt. 90 overall. That was about 50,000 stubs. I pulled um, the rare round in one of like eight World Baseball Classic packs. So I got 99 Mike Trout. So the two of them combined, Goldschmidt and Trout, that was about 200,000 stubs. I also went flawless. So that got me 80,000 stubs from Arenado. And another 60 some odd thousand from whichever flawless reward I chose. I don't even remember which one I chose because I immediately sold it. I am now in the process of buying back all the cards I sold. Because now we have to start building the binder up. That's the whole point of selling early. You sell when costs are high. You build up the stub bankroll. You buy the cards. Finish live series collections. Then you circle back when things are cheaper. And buy them again. Uh, I also, as you can see at second base, I have Trey Turner. The 110 collection card uh, from the World Baseball Classic. Scuffling a little bit with him. You'll see 389 and be like, you're not scuffling. I have no homers, one double. I've got six, six singles. So... We're feeling it out. He had a rough 0 for 5 game against a decent pitcher that didn't help the averages there. But we're going to figure it out. I love Trey Turner. Um, what other update did I want to give on this? I said we're buying back cards. We're about 17 cards away. 16, 17. I can't remember exactly what it is. From the first collection boss pack. My plan is to take Chipper Jones. I think he's incredible. I'm going to take Chipper. And then slide Murakami over to first, because I think Mark McGuire's atrocious. Uh, he's awful. I can't hit with this guy. And we'll put Murakami at first, Chipper at third, and we'll have an incredible team. Um, then the next step in the process would be to go back and get 99 Mike Trout a second time, put him in center, put Sosa in right, and that's your God Squad. 
basically, in my opinion. I am enjoying the hell out of playing this game. It's been a lot of fun. I just reached Hall of Fame in ranked seasons. I'm seven, uh, you know what, might as well just check instead of me guessing. I'm 18 and five. Three of them were disconnects. So technically, well, you can't say technically 18 and two, but, you know, in theory, I've only actually lost two games myself. Uh, I'm rated 717. So the World Series push will begin in earnest shortly. Actually, I don't, when does the program end? Oh, May 12th? Oh boy, I have a lot of time. Okay, I didn't realize it ended May 12th. I guess it coincides with season one. That makes sense. Um, we got the Easter egg program came out last week. Once we figured out what all the missions were, it actually wasn't that hard to do. The cards are meh, but it's whatever. We got Tops Now. I'm excited for how Tops Now is going to look this year. Uh, let's go to Tops Now. Other programs, Tops Now. So it seems as if we're going to get one of these flashback packs each week for April. You take the next one each time. All the cards are no-sell, which I, I kind of like. You just earn them. And then I'm hoping the lightning card is juiced. I thought Tops Now was a very easy grind this time around. The moments weren't bad. The missions weren't bad. I'm excited to see where that goes. I also would like to commend SDS for how they changed it up for the City Connect uniforms. Last year we had programs. Those sucked. I keep going to the wrong place. This year, to get the City Connect for Atlanta, all you had to do was this silly, simple little conquest. I love it. Great way to do it. Make the grind simple. You play a couple games, you, you find a couple hidden rewards, bingo bongo, you got a City Connect jersey you're never going to wear, but at least it's in your inventory. Um, I enjoyed the way they, they, they did that. I'm glad that they realized the grind from last year was pretty stupid. In the grind from last year, they did give us a legend from that team, which was pretty cool. Um, like, they would give us... I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Who would they give us? Like, a Joe Musgrove or a Hugh Darvish or something for the Padre City kit? You guys know what I'm talking about. They gave us, like, a mid-90s card. We don't get that with the way Conquest is now, but that's, that's not the end of the world to me. Make the grind engaging, but make it simple. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind investing time in something. But if it's frustrating time and annoying time, then I don't like that. But a conquest map, I mean, look at this conquest map. One, two, three, four strongholds. It took me an hour, maybe an hour ten. And that's playing on All-Star. That's not even playing on Hall of Fame and Legend. It's, it's easy. Um, big fan. Thank you, SDS, for listening to us. Last, before we talk about the pitching stuff, I, we're going to get to the pitching. I just wanted to give a, a, a brief overview. It's been a while since we did a big overview because we haven't really had the game in our hands. Um, new events, not a big deal. Okay, this is what I wanted to look at. The calendar. On April 11th, that is uh, the day you're listening to this. Tuesday, there's a new Diamond Duos pack. Whatever. I don't have any of those cards. Then on Wednesday, make sure you do your weekly wonders program. They've been easy, they've been fun-ish, and they've given decent pack stubs and XP. It's free, it lasts for a week, just do it, it's worth your time, it's not hard. It'll take you an hour to two hours max, depending on what the missions are. And then on the 14th, 12, 13, 14, Friday, you can start earning double XP, which is hysterical, because I've already spun the experience wheel about 18 times. Um, welcome to my show, Pack 2. 
with new Future Stars players plus a new Diamond Duos pack. So we're getting two Diamond Duos packs this week, or two Diamond Duos sets, and a new pack of Future Stars players. Nothing new to grind. Just make sure if you guys have not finished your BR program yet, that looks like that is the first thing to end. Eight days and 17 hours, so make sure you guys are doing that. I've got this team here that I'm pretty happy with. Uh, I didn't want to play it today because Nolan Gorman is down. Not by a ton, but I didn't want to play it today because he is down. Uh, and a couple key members of the bullpen, two lefties are playing down. Uh, Brooks Raleigh and Taylor Rogers. But this is a fun team. I'm going to use it, try to go flawless one more time, uh, and maybe hold that pack, God willing if I even do it, but hold that pack for when the new BR program drops. The event, you have two weeks, uh, at this point, ten days. Um, but the, the thing here we're going to talk about, the main thing we're going to talk about is pitching, right? So, let's get into it. Last year, hitting was an abomination. It was incredibly hard. The top players hit, of course, uh, but even many of the top players thought hitting was a travesty. On the flip side of that, pitching was incredibly easy. Or, maybe because hitting was so bad, pitching seemed so easy. Uh, it was, uh, super dots were almost cancerous to the game. Uh, pinpoint was incredibly simplistic. It was overpowered. The pitchers were just, the pitchers dominated the game. The pitchers dominated the game. Longtime listeners of this podcast, thank you for being with me for, God, is this our third game cycle now? Jesus. Uh, but longtime listeners of this podcast know that I, I consider myself a better pitcher than I do hitter. And I sincerely mean that. There's a reason I do the tutorials every Thursday on how to pitch with X, how to pitch with Y. I enjoy pitching. I like the mind game that comes with pitching. What are, what are you expecting? What have you hit poorly? What can I get you out on? Now... A lot of what I'm about to say is based on early game ranked, which is a disaster. I finally got to Hall of Fame. I will give you my review on how Hall of Fame is playing maybe next week. Um, but I've also played a lot of BR. I've played a lot of events. Those are all-star locked. That's not the highest difficulty, but I know that it's like it, it, it takes a semi-decent human being to hit the ball on all-star. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to be the worst, but somewhere in the middle. Pitching is impossible. I'm glad they fixed the, the whirly gig pitch, the, the stupid warp, warp speed Superman boy. But that hardly even begins to describe the issues with pitching right now. I love pinpoint. I'm a pinpoint demon. It's fun. I really like pinpoint. I'm using analog right now. And I'm using analog because pinpoint doesn't work. If you guys watched my whiteboard Wednesday a couple weeks ago, it's okay if you did not. I will describe what I was talking about. I was talking about some of the biggest problems with MLB The Show 23 right now. It was a comical video, but also pointing out like a couple things that I'd like to see tuned and tweaked. And I think a lot of people agree. But what's, what's broken right now with Pinpoint is that the PAR region, the pitch, pitch accuracy region, I believe it's called, uh, it, it's just, it's not making sense to me. If you do a perfect in-point uh, perfect input. Perfect input on pinpoint. It's the combining words. Perfect input on pinpoint. Your pitch is supposed to land within the par. Of course, the par gets bigger or smaller depending on uh, the pitch and how much accuracy your pitcher has. And I think confidence has something to do with it. So there is a a like realm of reasonable outcomes that can happen on a perfect pitch. 
and you live with them because it's within the par. That's what we've come to accept, that the par exists. And now the par is visible. So we know where the par is always. Or what the par is always. And I sign up for that. I'm down for that. I kind of like it. What I didn't sign up for is a pinpoint perfect pitch barely touching the par region, but being 75% outside of it. That, to me, is not inside the par region. That's, that's like touching the par region. That's not the same thing, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I don't know what you guys think. Please comment down below. I don't think those two statements are the same. I think inside the par region, I would accept 50% or more inside the par. If it's, if it's less than 50%, it shouldn't, be, it shouldn't count as a perfect pitch. I don't think SDS wants pinpoint working the way it's currently working. I do think SDS wanted hitting to be better. And they've done that. Hitting is borderline superb. There are, there are a lot of, like, perfect, perfect flyouts. And there are a lot of lineouts. I don't want to say hitting's perfect, but it is indescribably better than last year. And leaps and bounds of progress have been made. But I don't think they wanted to break pinpoint or, or nerf pinpoint to this point. I keep saying point. There is a chance they did this on purpose. But they've also said in the past, and still holds true, that the best way to pitch is pinpoint. It goes pulse. If you use that, you're out of your mind. Meter. I used to be a meter boy. It's fine. Analog, I'm using it now because I have to, and then pinpoint. That is the order in which pitching success is most translatable to input. If you do perfect input on pinpoint, the ball, sh the ball, the ball should go virtually exactly where you want it. But with this broken par region, it's not working. This is not just anecdotal. I will now prove to you how ridiculous this game is. Again... I just made Hall of Fame. I've played, well, 18 and 5 means I've queued into 23 ranked games. In all reality, I've actually played 20 and a half ranked games with disconnects and, and such. But basically, I've played 20 and a half ranked games ranging from veteran to all-star. I've not played my first Hall of Fame game yet. Then I've played, um, I played like 60 games on the last event. I've maxed it. And then I played, I've probably played close to 100 BR games. I've played a lot. Don't make fun of me. Do math in your head, that's roughly 200 ranked experiences, 80% of which have been on All-Star. So a lot of this is All-Star. ERAs are through the roof, I will show you. First we'll look at ERAs of some of my pitchers, and then we'll look at the batting averages of some of my hitters. <laughs> I'm purposely being picky and choosy when I show you these because I have more innings with these people. Like Bob Gibson, he's thrown three innings with a three ERA. Whoopsie, whoopsie doodle. Paul Blackburn's been weirdly effective. 2.38 ERA, 45 innings. But then we get to some, some fellas here who should be successful. Madison Bumgarner. He's horrible. And this is my ERA. Six innings is not a lot. I get it. Six ERA, that's really high. But I've doggy-dicked Madison Bumgarner. He's not good. 
Then you look at guys like Patrick Sandoval, 8.2 innings, 5.19 ERA. That's not good. Julio Arias, that he hasn't played a lot. Uh, Tom Seaver, 7 innings, 12.27 ERA. 95 overall, he's one of the best pitchers in the game. He sucks. We'll keep going. Chris Sale, no. Kershaw, 9, oh, that's against the CPU, doesn't count. Zach Gallen, 5 innings, 18 ERA. Horrible. Uh, we didn't really, that was all CPU. That's two-thirds of an inning online, doesn't count. Where it's really abundantly obvious how shitty it is. CPU, CPU, okay, CPU doesn't count. Is in the bullpen. Billy Wagner, two innings, four and a half ERA. Again, these are all small sample sizes, but these are guys you used to just blow people away with last year. Blow them away. Shohei, 4.15 ERA in 13 innings. Closer Shohei. This court's cracked. I, by the way, 4.15 ERA might be good for some people. It's all how you perceive what good is. For me, as a player who tries to make World Series and go flawless, I prefer my ERAs to be in the threes. Of course, BR ERAs don't count because they're live series cards and they'll be inflated and BR's a nightmare. I like my cards in the threes. So 4.15 for Shohei, not good. Lee Smith, he's a travesty. 5.3 ERA and 8.2 innings. Camilo Duvall, that's okay. We like Camilo Duvall. I recently just had to take Mo out of my bullpen. Three innings, 18 ERA. He's batting practice. He's batting practice. He sucks. Last year, my favorite reliever card was Live Series Michael King. He was a BR automatic pick for me. Had an ERA under four with him. This year, oh, I can't look at Michael King because he's in here. Hold on. This year, live series Michael King, in 5.2 innings, he's 11.12 ERA. That doesn't make sense to me. It's the same card. The card's identical. Has the same pitches, same release, theoretically the same attributes. The card's the same. I can't get outs with it. Where's Michael King? Oh, again, this stupid... Bug. There we go. Got Michael King back. Now, I move to my lineup, where this will really illustrate the point probably better than my pitching ERAs. Christian Yelich, in 202 online at-bats, is hitting 480 with 43 home runs. Sammy Sosa, in 82 online at-bats, is hitting 561. Juan Soto, in 158 at-bats, is hitting 462. Murakami, 179 at-bats, 441. Derek Jeter, 59 at-bats, 475. Trey Turner, 389, 18 at-bats. We're getting there. Mark McGuire, I've told you he sucks. 366 and 93 at-bats. And then here's the big one, everybody. 97 overall, Giancarlo Stanton is now Barry Bonds because in 154 at-bats, I'm hitting 487 with 46 home runs. That was a mouthful of stats there. But those batting at... I'm not that good of a hitter, guys. I, this That's what's wild here. I'm not that good of a hitter. Yeah, I could make World Series. Yeah, I've gone flawless like maybe 10 times in my life. Close to 10, 8 or 9, maybe 10. Might be 10 at this point. I always max out events. I always have a good record. But it, it, that doesn't mean I'm a good hitter. I pitch. I pitch well. Hitting... I feel like Jesus Christ reincarnated on a baseball diamond hitting right now. Pitching doesn't work. 
it's a combination of pinpoint being broken. I think it's a combination of this game finally being optimized for current gen that makes it easier to see the ball. Possibly. Uh, there are, I mean, maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit. I did recently switch from an Inferno to a Galaxy Control Freak. Not sponsored. Would love to be sponsored. Maybe that's making a difference. But pitching right now is in a devastating state. I am petrified. Petrified to climb the ranked ladder and play Hall of Fame and, and approach World Series. It's going to be a bloodbath. I'm used to playing like Hall of Fame games that end 4-3. Maybe we'll sneak in a 6-4. I've scored like 11 runs a game. Look, I'll, in ranked seasons, standings, current season, I'm 18-5. I'm hitting 436. No, I'm hitting 416. Sorry, with a 436 on base, I've scored 174 runs. My ERA is 543. That is huge. For me, that's not good. For some people, it might be. For me, I know how I pitch. That's not good. It is crazy to me that last year it was all pitching, no hitting, and this year it's all hitting, no pitching. I, I really hope that we can find a middle ground. I hope SDS is, is actively looking for ways to not change hitting. Hitting's in a good place. Let's leave hitting alone. But let's tinker a little bit with pinpoint. If you could at least give me that the pitch 100% of the time lands within the par, 50% or more, I'll consider that enough of a win. There's already some form of RNG with where the ball lands within the par. But that's acceptable RNG that we've signed up for by using Pinpoint. Once the ball starts creeping outside or mostly outside of that circle, like there are some pitches where it's been 5% inside the par and the rest is outside. We're talking about now, instead of an inside pitch, it's down the middle. We're not talking missing by an inch. We're talking missing by 6 inches, 7 inches. That's the bang zone if it misses down there. So that's not what I signed up for. Now, analog... The ball goes pretty much, gosh dang it, right where you want. The problem is analog maneuvering with your thumb, I think, is harder than pinpoint. I think if you have a low control pitcher on analog, say a prayer to Ramon, good luck, because you're going to have problems. But generally speaking, a couple small tweaks here and there to pinpoint, because that's, I think, predominantly what most people use. And we're in a good place. I'm happy. I'm already happy, but I'm happier. We're in a good spot if that happens. Um, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on what you think of, of pinpoint and pitching versus hitting this year in general. I do think pitching this year is, is about as hard as hitting was last year, at least right now. That's not me making a, a generalization for the entirety of the game cycle. There's still time to make fixes. Um, I'm hoping they do. I'm sure a lot of people are hoping they do. So please let me know in the comments, guys, if you made it down to the end of this episode, what you think about pitching right now. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, etc., wherever you might listen, thank you, uh, feel free to email me, mlbtheshowthepod at yahoo.com. Yes, Yahoo, because it's a... I had a problem creating another Gmail, let's put it that way. But yeah, uh, Yahoo, mlbtheshow at yahoo.com. mlbtheshowthepod, sorry, at yahoo.com. Uh, send me an email what you think. I'm curious to have this conversation because I want to curate thoughts from the community. This week, content will be streaming Tuesday night. 
There will be Whiteboard Wednesday on a undetermined topic as of now, on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, How to Pitch with Bob Gibson. So, stay tuned for the content, guys. I'm enjoying it. will be the show 23. I'm enjoying making content. Make sure you follow me everywhere. Like, subscribe, comment. Thank you guys for listening. I love you all so much. Talk to you next week.